0: Good morning! Diaries. Diaries. It's time to wake up!
1: <laughs>
0: it's 5, and we're live.
1: Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear.
0: This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. The pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Alan Stiles filling in for Steven Langford, who's filling in for Bonte Hill on the morning roast. So you'll hear him. You'll hear him as well. Don't worry about it. You're going to hear him. But I got him from 5 to 6. And we got a packed show for you today. We got to talk Jawan Howard. We're going to tie a bow on it. He apologizes. Suspensions come down. Aaron Rodgers' cryptic tweet or cryptic Instagram post. Because that's just what he does. And we're going to talk Warriors. You got Draymond doing his analyst broadcaster thing. How's that going to affect what he does and how people view him when he has a bad game? Is it going to bother you? I don't want to be the get off my lawn guy, but is it going to bother you? And lastly, the Warriors. This opportunity that they have as far as getting to the championship and winning another ring is this the best chance they're going to have with this core? Are, not to say that are they done, but is this the best chance? So we're going to get into all of that. We got my boy Sam Lubman, Conker's finest on the boards, as always. Hello. So, so let's just get right on into it. Jawan Howard, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock the last couple days, you know what's going on with this Jawan Howard thing. He strikes the assistant coach. He was upset with the Wisconsin coach that – he brought his starters back in, even though Juwan Howard was pressing. We've been over it over and over again. And when this all went down, Juwan Howard got up there, and I get it. Tempers were still hot. Everything was still flaring. But he was not really apologetic, apologetic at all. He was talking about, look, I got he touched me first. And I thought that would essentially save his job and save the situation because it's right. He's right. He did touch him first, but I I did feel that this is what happens. It's just like if you have siblings and, and you get into a fight and you're upset with them and you sit there and say, I'm not apologizing. And then you think about it and whether or not your parents made you apologize or not, you probably end up apologizing. And that's what happened with Juwan Howard. I don't think he feels any different. But he is a leader of men. He wants to be a Michigan man, all those types of things. So he had to he had to you know kind of eat crow and, and, and figure it all out. Sam, do you think this whole thing was was blown up? I, I, I think a lot of it was timing. I think a lot of it was it happened on a Sunday right before the All-Star game. Nothing else was going on. Did you think it was a big deal? Did you think it was a little a little overdone?
2: Yeah, I, I evolved on it quite a bit uh, over the last t- 24 hours. I do think a big part of it was, yeah, it it took place during a dead time. If this happens a week earlier, no one probably even knows about it. But when I first saw it, it's like you, you can't do that if you're a head coach. Like you gotta go. Then I saw the the punishment get handed out yesterday: five game suspension, final all that stuff. It's like you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. We, I'm, I feel like justice was served. Let's, let's move on now.
1: Yeah, I, I, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna get rid of them then move on. But don't be surprised, and this is not an indictment on Juwan Howard's character or whatever the case may be, don't be surprised if something like this happens again. That, that, that's, the, that's the chance you take. So just like Sam said, five games suspension, which is essentially the rest of the, re- of the regular season, but you have to keep in mind, they specifically said regular season. So I would venture to say Big Ten tournament, uh, NCAA tournament, he's probably going to be there.
2: Yeah, if anything, I would have probably included the Big
1: Ten tournament, too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like that's just splitting hairs. Yeah, right. I, again, well, and, I, and I'm and i not sure that that came down from Michigan or actually came down from the Big Ten. I feel like it came down from the Big Ten. So Michigan still could do something on their own. But I don't think they're going to do that. This is, this is money time right here. And again, even though they are the middle of the pack, they are Michigan- And you you get into the dance and anything can happen. So that's enough about that. Let's get into Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and his cryptic post. If you haven't seen it on his Instagram, I don't follow him on Instagram, but I had to check it out. It's like a, it looks like a card, right? The first picture. And it's a really long post talking about his, I don't know if it's still his fiance or ex fiance. It's very confusing. This isn't TMZ. So I'm not going to get too much into that. But he's thanking his fiance or ex fiance He's thanking his other quarterbacks in the quarterback room. And he's thanking, I guess, a collection of buddies that he has, his close people on the team. But there really wasn't a point to the post. It was just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. And he posts it just thanking everybody. And I guess it's to make people wonder, because he needs the attention on him, to make people wonder, is he saying goodbye? He didn't necessarily say goodbye. I guess he's doing the whole, you never know what could happen. But the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers is, is he really going to leave where he's at? I mean, he's got a great situation. He's coming off being the one seed. We sit here and and the, the conversation between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is a, a, a different a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson leaving has always been more realistic because Russell Wilson's been running for his life since they drafted him. Aaron Rodgers has been in great situations. He's complained that there hasn't been enough, but yet you find yourself in the one seed and you find yourself hosting playoff games. Now, what happens in those playoff games next when you drop 10 points and get bounced in your your first game, that's not going to work. And I do feel like, I do feel like, he is one to point fingers. And wherever you go, he's going to point fingers. Now I have a buddy that is a Broncos fan, and he is just opening, opening Aaron Rodgers with open arms. And I'm sure everybody would. We've talked a lot about, you know, what regardless of Trey Lance being ready or not, if some of these guys, if a very select number of guys wanted to come to the Niners, you just can't say no. Tom Brady's on that list and Rodgers is on that list. And as of right now, realistically, I-, I think that's it. You can make the argument about Russell Wilson. I'm not, I, but I think that's really where the line goes. So he, he, he posts this, and I don't know what anybody is supposed to think. Uh, we had Jeremy Fowler on with this yesterday, and really, a lot of this stuff is going to going to be connected to the draft as well. So I don't know when we actually see any movement here, when the first domino falls. But again, as same with Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, too. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Every single year, it's, am I going to leave? And it's more so been with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but it has come out for a while. Am I going to stay? Am I going to leave? I've said this before. Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback, but I can't really see... You willingly going, and I know Denver has all these pieces. I can't see why you would want to go to the AFC, and specifically the AFC West. I mean, you have Justin Herbert on the rise, Patrick Mahomes. You can say what you want about Derek Carr, but he, you know he's no slouch either. So, do you really want to sign up for that day in and day out when you're doing pretty well? You do pretty well in the in the division that you're in now, and specific, and even more broad, the NFC. I, I tweeted this a couple weeks back. Derek Carr is the third best quarterback in his division. If he did go to the NFC, he might be a top five quarterback in the NFC. So I I don't know why I've said the same thing about Jimmy going to the Steelers. I'm just not sure why anybody would willingly sign up to go to the AFC when you got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. They're, they're, They're all there, so... It doesn't make sense to me, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he wants a new challenge. Who knows? Who absolutely knows? Sam, what what do you think? Did you see the Aaron Rodgers post? Does, does it mean anything? Is he actually is he just trying to grab everybody's attention? And and please talk to me about this AFC thing. Am I crazy on the whole AFC thing? I
2: don't know what this says about me, but my first thought when I read that post was, I wonder if Brett Hundley feeling aggrieved for being left out of that love fest. Um, <laughs> I don't honestly to me it just felt like there's so much stuff going on during a dead time and it was just inner and roger It's like why is no one talking about me? Everyone's talking about Tom Brady. Everyone's talking about this everyone's talking about that I want to get in on this So he just kind of threw an attention bomb into the into the scrum and then just sat back. That's my Take on it. I might be a little bit nihilistic on that, but Mm. that's just kind of what it felt like to me um because that did not seem like a retire. Like, if that's how you retire. No. Like, come on, that's not that's you got to retire that way. That's not how you're going to announce that you leave a franchise like it's cryptic. And apparently he's going on Pat McAfee show later today.
1: Oh, well, of course. And,
2: you know, they're going to grill him hard on that. Yeah, so, um, well, they're
1: going to grill him hard based on the questions that he has told them to ask him. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's so. Pretty yeah, it.
2: it's I, I'm not going to expect hard hitting journalism from the
1: Pat McAfee show. No, no, <laughs> a- a- as well. You shouldn't. Yeah, it's it's time to talk about me again, and and that's why I don't even know if he's actually going to leave Green Bay because again, it's the boy who cried wolf every single year, and I don't know what it is about Green Bay quarterbacks. What maybe he really did learn from Brett Favre all those years? Hey, you got to keep people talking about you. You got. 510 right here. And I and thank you for reminding me, 5, 510, on the Comcast Business Text line, 888 957 9570 We can take texts. We can take calls. If you are up 5 a.m. with your McMuffin, with your latte, with your coffee with a little bit of cream in it. Call us. Text us. Steven from Hercules, you forgot about Joe Burrow. That's my whole point. That's my whole point. I just, I just named off six or seven. And I still, forgot, I still forgot someone. So I, I don't really understand why anybody, especially like Aaron Rodgers, and, and we're going to talk about the Warriors later. When you talk about championship windows and opportunities, why sign up for that? Why sign up for that? You 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 had a great position. Unfortunately, you lost to Jimmy G. And if you keep losing to Jimmy G, Aaron, that's your problem. And I know I'm not trying to route people up this early in the morning. I know he lost to the Niners. He didn't lose to Jimmy G. But my point is this. He was in a great situation, and I don't see him being in a better situation on an AFC team. Now, if you want to talk about going to an NFC team, maybe one in the Bay Area. Okay. now I, We can talk about that. But going to an AFC team... I'm just not really sure why why anybody would do that. And that goes for Aaron Rodgers and that goes for for Jimmy G as well. I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it. So let's talk Warriors. It's Warriors time on this beautiful Tuesday. 95-7 the game. Pre-game show. Allen Styles filling in for Stephen Langford. Don't worry. He will be on the morning roast. He's filling in for Bonte Hill. So, like I said. I'm not the get-off-my-lawn guy. I never have been. I'm a millennial. I like bat flips. I like I like players having power. I like all those things. I really do. I love the young people. But when you see Draymond Green and doing what he does, and he's extremely talented, and he's doing his analyst-broadcaster thing, and you are a Warriors fan, he is opening himself up, and Draymond... No, he is is not afraid of criticism. We know that. But Draymond is opening himself up to a new form of criticism because, honestly, this is something that we haven't seen before. As far as off the top of my head, I can't think of any player. Everybody's got a podcast now, so I'm not counting podcasts. We've never seen a player be so active and and really have a second job, literally have a second job that can also – magnify and put what he's doing for his primary job under a microscope. Now, Sam and I were talking in the pre-show and Sam's take is that it could be pretty funny in certain situations with the guys, Charles Barkley and everybody grilling Draymond when he does have a bad game and and it'll be great TV. It'll be great TV. But if you're a Warriors fan, I don't know if that's the type of TV that you want to see. So specifically you think about Draymond's layup floater from last year in the play-in game, let's just go point of view here. And, and and let's have him do that again. He misses it. They go to overtime. They eventually lose in overtime to the Grizzlies. Season over for the Warriors. Now the very next day, you see Draymond Green on TNT laughing and joking around because the season's over. And that's the second job. Would that make you feel any type of way? Because again, not to get off my lawn guy, but I think it would make me feel some type of way, specifically when Draymond doesn't play well. Even right now, and I know it's not fair, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's saying three to four weeks when you saw him at the All-Star game, and and right now he's not playing, but when you saw him at the All-Star game moving around and he gives a timeline of three to four weeks, did you kind of think, man, Draymond, three to four weeks to get evaluated again? You don't think maybe you can... Speed that up a bit. You got, you got Chris Paul out, and I know they've essentially conceded the, the first seed, but you 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 would like to see Draymond get out there and start to see this team together and, and start to build that cohesiveness. We don't know what's going on with James Wiseman. But yeah, I, I'm just curious what people think. 888-957-9570. Sam, let's get your take on this. Seeing... Seeing Draymond doing his thing, and he's so he's so charismatic. Uh, nobody should dislike him. But Draymond already is a very captivating person. Now you are a Warriors fan, and he's just had a terrible game. And now you see him on TNT the next day joking around, and, and you're supposed to just that not be bothered by that.
2: I think it kind of speaks to the whole aspect of the fact that these guys, I mean, guys like Draymond, I mean, their their lives do extend off the court. You know, like, like, yeah, like we we talked about the Memphis playing game last year. He misses that floater. You know, if you're a Warrior fan, you're you're probably smarting over that for at least two, three days. Mm-hmm. And you expect, well, you know, Draymond should be just as miserable as I am. But a lot of these guys, I mean, they're able to kind of separate the the, the court actions from the real-life actions in a way that maybe fans don't do as well. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're a fan and you see that, you're like, I'm upset about this. Shouldn't you be upset about this as well? It's... It's almost like a Brandon Belt syndrome, too, where everyone you know gets, seems to be more upset about Brandon Belt strikeouts than Brandon Belt is. Right, right. So I think that plays a big factor in that, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's Draymond knows that, again, I mean, he's out with a disc issue in his back. I mean, anyone who's had back issues, which if you're a person, you will qualify for that, mm-hmm. knows that, yeah, those things don't just go away. And so I think if you're Draymond, he's, he's setting up his second act when that might fully start. I mean, it could be sooner than we think. Mm-hmm. So um, – but yeah, I mean, I, it kind of goes back to yeah. I I hope that when he does go on, it, let's let's let him get it a little every every now and then. Let's yeah. have Shaq and Chuck, you know, really kind of rib him a little bit when he misses a floater at the end of regulation. You know, it's, yeah. You know, if you're gonna wade into those waters, you it's you can't just have your cake and eat it too. So you know, I hope he has fun with it. But at the same time, I hope every now and then there's a moment that makes him a little bit honest.
1: Yeah, and, and again, I am in no way saying when he said three to four weeks, I believe Draymond. He's been an Ironman for this team, so I am in no way shape or form saying that he could get out there sooner or or anything like that. I'm just saying, it's just like, man, Draymond, it's great to see you. See you getting booed. But we, we we really do need you on the court. And Sam brings up a good point. And my dad used to say this a lot because my dad doesn't really have an affinity to to any team. He he liked the Bulls. Uh, he's from Chicago. So obviously he liked the Bulls when MJ was on the team. But no real connection to to any specific team. And he's a bit of a cynic. And when you do see these guys at the end of the season enjoying their millions, he's always said, I don't understand. So he's got that objective view of, I don't understand why fans get so upset because these guys are rich either way. And they're going to enjoy themselves after the season or during the season. And and, and fans take it so personally. And I always went back and forth on him because, look, sports – it brings people together. It brings families together. You have memories through sports. It's deeper than that. But, yeah, I understand that side of it, too. They're millionaires, so when the season's over, they're still millionaires. And, yeah, it's going to sing when they lose, but also they're in the 1%. So how upset and how upset are they going to be and how long are they going to be upset for? So now you have Draymond, and, and, and that's just to say everybody has already been in this position. So we've already seen this, If you, especially with social media. It might have been a little different before social media where you can't see these guys literally heading to Cabo right when the season ends or heading to Costa Rica or wherever they're going, to Europe, wherever they're going right after the season ends. But now with social media, you're a little bit used to it. I think it would have been even more interesting to see this with Draymond before social media and before we had that, again, humanistic connection to the players. But... Sometimes you don't want to see it put in your face. And, and I don't know what's the difference between social media and, and seeing, okay, well, you know, the Warriors lost and now Draymond is, is in Cabo having a great time versus the Warriors just lost. And here's Draymond joking with Chuck and interviewing. Imagine Draymond interviewing John ja Morant the, the week after John ja Morant and the Grizzlies eliminate them. Right? Like that, that, that would bug you. Like, that, that, there's no way if you're a Warriors fan, if you're a hardcore Warriors fan, there's no way that wouldn't bug you. There's no way that wouldn't bug you. So, I, I don't know. I just think that Draymond is, is in a position now where, first of all, he's opening up a new landscape. And I think that it's not going to be a landscape that everybody can get into because everybody isn't as charismatic and, and talented as Draymond is. But there are going to be guys that have never thought they would be able to do this that are now going to see Draymond and think, you know what? Maybe I don't have – that's always been the thing. When their career is over, they can start doing this. They're going to they're be really good at broadcasting when their career is over. Another guy I think of is C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum, very well-spoken, very articulate about the game. He he, he does his podcasting. He- I believe he, when the-, the Trailblazers are out of it, which is typically fairly early, he'll hop on and he'll do guest spots as well. So he's another guy who might be thinking, well, dang – I thought that I'd have to wait to do this, but if Draymond can get in there now, maybe I can get in there now too. So this is just a whole new world, and if anybody's prepared for it, I believe Draymond is. And then the other piece of this is what about the front office? Obviously, the front office okayed this. Well, I don't know if they they there's a way for them not to okay it because Draymond's not asking to do motocross or some extreme type of sport. He's just saying he's going to do broadcasting as well. But... The front office now, when they see Draymond perform. So we've looked at it from the, the fan landscape, but what about the front office landscape? What about the coaching landscape? Draymond is making bad passes. He just has a horrible game. Hey, is your, is your, is your mind in the game right now? Are you thinking about your broadcast later? These are, these are things that nobody really ever had to address before. Anybody that has two jobs can relate to this. You do do you necessarily want your other job to know you have two jobs? Because if you're not on your P's and Q's in your main job or in your or in either job, they're gonna say, hey, is this too much for you? Or are you able to are you able to juggle both? Are you able to balance both? So Draymond has put himself in that position, and we're just gonna have to see what happens. I, I just think that a lot a, a lot of this could come down if Draymond comes back and and he's just not draymond right he's just not draymond i could see this getting real real nasty in in the fan comments uh, i don't i think the coaches are they're going to try their best and front office are going to try their best not to connect anything but again this is the first time we've seen anything we've seen anything like this before 925 is chiming in the internet has made way too emotionally attached irrational fans think their opinions on sports figures are absolute I feel like it's always been like that. I feel like it's been like that before the internet. I just think that everybody has a voice now, right? You can stick anybody, even people like me, in front of a mic, and now you have an opinion, and you can post that opinion on social media. You can post that opinion everywhere. So I think everybody has always had very irrational, strong takes if you are a a strong fan. But there is no way for nowhere for you to say it, and nowhere for you to to let it out unless you're, you know, at a at, at your family barbecue or at a family outing or with your friends with your buddies out to dinner or something like that. Now you can do it everywhere. And all it takes is one random clicker or or one retweet and your opinion now matters. And people are, people will sit there and think it's true and and agree with it. So 888-957-9570 Draymond green, what he's doing right now, obviously everybody has more than one talent or most people have more than one talent should you be able to tap into that talent and does it bother you would it bother you or could it bother you seeing Draymond Green on the on the sidelines doing his reporter thing his broadcast analyst thing right after the Warriors have lost the game and let's say lost the series and let's go a step farther let's say they lost because of Draymond in some way L- like I said just like last year he the floater doesn't go in they eventually lose in overtime Oh, man. 888-957-9570. Pre-game show with Alan Stout. Filling in for Steven Langford, who is filling in for Bonte Hill. We're talking all things Warrior. We're ta- we started with Juwan Howard. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and his cryptic posts. Is he leaving, or does he just want people to talk about him? And now we're talking Draymond. Now we're talking what is going to happen when Draymond has a bad game. Because I personally think Twitter already freaks out when Draymond has a bad pass. So you have a bad game and now you're 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 hucking it up with Chuck and the boys the day after. I, I just think that it's going to be it's going to be interesting for Draymond to 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 go through this, but I think that there's nobody else better built for Dr- for this than Draymond Green. But speaking of the Warriors and speaking of what they're going to be able to do moving forward, a question was posed and it was a very interesting question. We're going to dive into it. We got to get to a break fairly soon here, but we're going to dive into it in the second half of the show, but I'm going to I'm going to start to tease it now. I guess the question is is this the Warriors best chance at another ring? And I think the better question is is this their last chance at their best last chance at a ring? So the question is is It's an obvious question, but at the same time, it's not an obvious question because, to me, you always have to take advantage of any opportunity you have. And the Warriors are in a great spot. Second seed, second best record in the league. So I'm not going to sit here and say, yes, they have to win it this year. But I'm also not going to sit here and say, you know, they're not going to have another chance. So I think that there are two sides to it. I think that anybody, I don't think anybody's, circle or opportunity to win a ring is ever their the window nobody's window is necessarily ever opening or the window for something to open is so much smaller and so much quicker than when a window closes it's tough to it's tough to balance that so look at the nuggets look at the mavericks look at these teams who are just kind of around and nobody is getting younger nobody is getting younger we got the 415 here saying Get ready for if Dre played as well as he talks on Inside the NBA. I'm telling you. I am telling you. Thank you, 415. That is what is coming next. That is what is coming. And it, and Draymond already, people already like to harp on Draymond. Warriors fans and non-Warriors fans. So now you have another reason to get on Draymond when he doesn't play well. When he has a bad pass. All of this is going to be broken down. I, I think it's just very interesting because it's just uncharted waters. We've never seen anything really like this before and Draymond is really the catalyst in this way so he's got that he's got tough skin he's got thick skin he has to for the way he plays I'm sure he's heard some crazy things but this is a new world when we get back we're going to keep talking about the Warriors window is it closing when you look at the other teams in the Western Conference and Eastern Conference is it closing or is it staying the same? We know that we have Steph Curry and nobody else does. 95.7 The Game, pregame show, Alan house, filling in for Stephen Langford. We'll be right back.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. We are back. The pregame show, Allen Styles filling in for Steven Langford, 95-7 the game. Steven will be on for the morning roast, filling in for Bonte. We were talking before the break. Sam Lubin on the boards, by the way, Conquer's Finest. We were talking before the break about Draymond and how he's kind of opened up a, a new realm, if you will, as far as players getting into their second job while still doing their first job. And it's not something that we've really seen before. And Draymond is the guy that you think could pull something like this off for a number of reasons. But 888-957-9570, the text line, going to read some texts off about this subject. 707 saying all hypotheticals. You are not wrong, 707, but they are all realistic hypotheticals in my opinion. And I'm just saying we haven't, I don't believe we've seen Draymond play since he started doing this job. So we don't know how anybody is going to react to it. I just know how Dub Nation can be. And if you've been on social media during a game and Draymond is not playing well, if anybody is not playing well, but specifically Draymond, uh, things can get a bit dicey. So it, it gets dicey. And then right after that, you see him. Everything is great. And as somebody texted in before, people are a bit irrational when it comes to athletes and forgetting that they are humans but you're also fans you're also fans and and everybody's got feelings the 574 text in, if i had a second job it would only be a problem if it started negatively affecting my main job so draymond has a pretty short leash here yeah so it's it's it just opens up New new thought processes that everybody is going to have to go through. And I think the more players that do this, it also begs the question: how much longer is Draymond gonna play? Right. So how how long is Draymond going to going to have these two jobs? I, I have no clue. Uh Sam, can we get the age on Draymond? I know I I know I should know that. I know he's early 30s. They're all basically early 30s. I know Clay is a bit younger. Well, I know Steph is the oldest. And then after that, you have you have clay and you have Draymond as well so there none of them are spring chickens and that's why we're also talking about the 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 window of opportunity here
2: yeah he is 31 years old so Relatively young by life standards, but kind of middle age, late middle age by NBA standards. And that's a hard earned 31. Like, there's a lot of miles on that 31. Oh, yeah. There's at least a, a complete extra season of basketball play just through the playoffs alone. So yeah. that, that's the other thing you got to consider is everyone on these Warriors. They got so many more miles. Right. Like, outside of LeBron James, I mean, these guys probably got the most mileage on their legs in the NBA right now. So
1: you have. You have you have Draymond who not only have they played essentially an extra season based on all of the all of the all of the postseason games that they've played but you have that and then you have how Draymond plays and who he has to who he has to play against right like this is an undersized big Draymond gives 110% so the way Draymond plays you add on the extra the extra season from all the playoff games he's played and then on top of that you have how hard Draymond plays. You could probably add another half season on just because of that. Sam, the text line is saying he's 32. I don't know. Maybe his, uh, his, his, his birthday was recently. But that's what we said. We said 32. Well, he said 31 his birthday is on march 4th so they they might be uh
2: text line might be jumping the gun on agent
1: draymond there there you go there you go well i'm a march baby too you know so uh shout out he's got a birthday coming up he's got a birthday coming up happy early birthday so, draymond. I mean, basically
2: according to the text on your birthday's already happened so they, yeah exactly
1: exactly so happy belated birthday yeah, yeah. seriously so we're getting some texts coming in. Five isn't Candice Parker? A couple texts saying Candice Parker is doing this and does it well. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm definitely not saying it can't be done. I'm also, I'm just saying that Draymond is a very polarizing player, and people like to talk about Draymond either way. You know, he's on the court. He's in your face. He's screaming. He's yelling. Let's do this. Let's do not necessarily a Draymond bad game. Let's do a Draymond tech or a Draymond ejection at the wrong time. Let's do that. How, how's that one going to going to taste, or how that how's that one going to age, and then you see him on TNT the next day? So I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying that I think there are going to be a collection of fans, and I think that collection of fans is going to be fairly big, that is a, a bit upset, that could be a bit upset, and, and go to that. Again, not trying to be the get-off-my-lawn guy. Typically am not. And I'm not necessarily saying that I will be upset, but I'm saying as a fan base, when you do see it, when you do see it, it uh it, it's going to it's going to hit different as a kid say. It's going to hit different. So let's get into championship windows. We're, we're we're pretty much there. We're talking about ages. We're talking about, you know, this core and, and where they're at. I got a text from the 415-31. They're not getting any younger and nobody is getting any younger. Nobody is Benjamin Button, great movie, but when you think about this core and when you think about the opportunity that they have in front of them, and, and it's, a weird, it's a weird question to try to form it, is this the best opportunity for them to get another ring? I think if anybody asked me that, and I believe they were talking about it on a couple other shows on here, I believe that's a, a different way of asking, is this their last chance to get a ring? And I'm not ready to say that, but all I will say is this. The time it, your window opening is so much quicker and so much shorter than your window closing that it is hard for anybody to sit here and say that this isn't the best opportunity for the Warriors. They have the second best record in the NBA. They've been relatively healthy. And, and again, specifically with the Warriors, when you've gone through two Clay injuries, so two years of Steph in his prime didn't have the splash brother. And now, and now you move forward and and you're in a great situation, but there are no slouches in the Western Conference. You have other teams that are trying to open their windows and, and are trying and believe that their window is right now. So that's the whole thing with the Grizzlies, let's say. So you look at the Grizzlies and you sit there and you think, okay, well, they got time. Their, their window is quote-unquote opening. But as soon, as quick as your window opens, it starts to close. Every year somebody else comes into the league. Every year your your injury can happen. Every year other teams can come around and and you can't take anything for granted. So I'm not gonna sit here and say this is the best or last chance for the Warriors to win a ring. But you gotta you gotta look around and look Steph is having a fair a a, a great year, but shooting-wise, he's been up, he's been down. You have you have Draymond, who's been injured, we we still are waiting to see how Draymond looks when he gets back. We got the five one zero chiming in. Funny, Draymond has a personality to pull this off, but he's also a complete lightning rod. I could see it going sideways fast. I, that's uh, again, I, I pose questions. Okay, I pose questions, and I'm gonna tell you what I can see. I can definitely see that too. I can definitely see that too, and I'm talking Dub Nation. You got the Dub Nation side of it. With with fans being upset with him. You got the other side, which is probably more used to the 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 opposing teams roasting him. And now to Sam's point, you could have Chuck roasting him as well. And and Draymond, he talks, he's a winner. He likes to win. So let's talk about Draymond having to laugh it off. He can't really say what he wants to say to Chuck or, or whoever comes Adam Shaq or whoever, because it's a job. You can't say that's a that's a colleague now. That's somebody he works with. So, can Draymond even hop on Twitter if, if Charles Barkley who's famous for having crazy takes too can can Draymond hop on Twitter and, say, and, and what what are what are the rules now for what he can say? You can't go you can't I don't know, maybe you can, but you can't necessarily hop on social media or wherever, wherever the case may be and roast your coworkers. If if you can, you might be in trouble for it.
2: Well, yeah, but they already roast each other pretty hard
1: on that show. So, I mean, he's got more fair game than most shows are probably. I'm saying, I'm I'm saying there's a line. I'm saying there's a line and I'm saying Charles Barkley likes to flirt with that line a lot. And I'm saying Draymond loves to win. He talks about how much he loves to win. And now he's got to sit there and, and, and take all this from Chuck fresh off of a loss. Fresh off of a loss, knowing how that looks. Just 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 knowing the optics of how that looks. 415 saying also, Dre is a non-shooter. His game is not going to age well like Stephen Clay. Okay, let, let, let's just not let's not let's just not beat around the butch anymore. How many more years does Draymond play? How many more years can you see Draymond Green playing? 888-957-9570. Pre game show, Alan Stiles filling in for my guy, Steven Langford, who is filling in for Bonte. You will hear him on the morning roast. How many more years does Draymond Green have? So it's all connected. It's the, uh, this is all connected. Their window, Draymond Green, their window as a team, how long they're going to play personally, right? Clay's a shooter, obviously coming off injury, but Clay's a shooter. Seth is a shooter. Draymond Green, those are some hard earned miles. Those are some hard-earned miles. I don't know. Like now, I'm thinking in my head: Is does Draymond Green retire in three years? Is, is the core is is the core done in three years? He's not going to go anywhere else, right? He's not going to go anywhere else. Three, I can't, I can't see it going more than five years because of how Draymond plays. Not five, not
2: six, not seven.
1: Because of how Draymond plays, that, that's a, he he lays it all out on the line. And now you laid it all out on the line and now you got to get roasted by Chuck the next day. That's that's the new world that Draymond is living in. So you look at some of these other teams, and I'm just going to mostly talk about the Western Conference. You got the Suns. Let's just go window open, window closed, right? Suns, window open. Grizzlies, window open. Jazz, I guess technically I got to say window open, but – Nobody, you got to do it, Jazz, and I'm just not really convinced that the Jazz are going to do it, but their window, I would say, is open. They got Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. They have their core that they are going to run with that they think that they can take this to the next level with. They just have to do it. Mavericks. Now, Mavericks is an interesting one to me because... You have Luka, so you would, I guess, assume that the window is open. But at the same time, does anybody really expect the Mavericks? Now, I think the Mavericks are going to be a tough out in the in the playoffs. I think every team is going to be a tough out. But I think the Mavericks are going to be a tough out. I also think they play the Warriors particularly tough. I call them the, the, the Grizzlies light or the diet Grizzlies. They don't play them as tough. They don't play the Warriors as tough as the Grizzlies. But the Mavericks do play the Warriors very, very tough, uh, Luca knows how to manipulate and stop the game, and not really get let the the Splash Brothers get going, let Steph get going, and let the Warriors, you know, get too far away. They always hang around the Mavericks, do. So I, I would have to say window open, and then you have the Nuggets. So the Nuggets are another unique situation because let's not forget last year it was supposed to be Lakers. Nuggets in the conference finals. That's basically what everybody had. You had just seen Jamal Murray do his thing in the bubble. Jokic is Jokic. You really thought, You really thought. okay, you know, Jokic MVP season. You really thought, okay, this could be the year they do it. Jamal Murray goes down. Window, but window very much open. And now they might get Jamal Murray back. They might get uh, Michael Porter Jr. back and, and get that rolling as well. So I would have to say, I think the Nuggets – even though they're the sixth seed, I think the Nuggets' window is more open than the Jazz and the Mavericks. So in in the in the this, there's the conference standings, and then there's the window open standings. But all these teams are sitting here thinking we're not just going to sit here and, and let the Warriors be the Warriors. And I said this a, a couple of days ago. And when you look at the Warriors, and when you look at the last time we saw the Warriors in the playoffs, this is not to say I, I think that sometimes Warriors fans. Have a, have a belief in their head, and that's that is, this is not to take anything away from Steph, Clay, or Draymond. But everybody, the last time they saw the Warriors in the playoffs, I'm not counting the play-in, the Warriors were the, the, the Dynasty Warriors, the, the dominant Warriors. They had KD, and then before they had KD, they, they had the best regular season record. That's the last time we really saw the Warriors in the playoffs. So I'm not saying they're not going to come in and, and, and roll everybody, but honestly, that is what I'm kind of saying because they're all older. Clay is still coming back from his previous injuries. Draymond is currently injured. So I'm not saying that the Warriors are going to, to not do anything. Obviously, I'm a Warriors fan. I want them to go all the way. But this idea that they're going to come in, I was I was on with Shamari earlier, and he's sitting there saying, and he's not here to defend himself, but we'll, we'll be on together again so he can defend himself then if he's listening. So, you know, if if it ends up being the Lakers, if it ends up being the Lakers in the first round, and Shamari's sitting here saying, "Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a gentleman sweep," I'm like, I'm thinking maybe I, it, the confidence I think that the Warriors fans have, I think sometimes is is a little bit stuck in the past, and I and I know it sounds crazy because the Warriors do have the second best record in in the NBA, but if if we have learned anything from this dynasty. We have learned that it ain't about the regular season. It's about the playoffs. It is about the playoffs. Sam, am I way off base here with Warriors fans? Or are you part of said Warriors fans? Do you think they're going to roll? Because sometimes I just think that everybody thinks that this is still 2016, 17, 18.
2: No, I think the days of the easy Warriors playoff series victory are have uh, have come and gone. Now that said, I mean the Warriors, I think, would still be a favorite in in a series like that. But the idea that it would just be an easy gentleman sweep, I think that's uh, that that's living a little too much in the past, you know, than in, than in, in the present.
1: I'm saying, I'm like, dude, I know the Lakers are down, but it is LeBron James. It is. I don't know if Anthony Davis is gonna play, but it, assuming Anthony Davis did play, I'm not. I'm just not gonna sit there and and say, yeah, yeah, gentlemen sweep all the way. There are people talking about maybe Draymond doesn't have to come back in the first round of the playoffs. Come on, that what is everybody watching here? The Warriors lost to the Knicks. They had no business losing to the Nuggets. I was at that game. It was heartbreaking lose to the Nuggets, they have not looked great. This is not, you can't manipulate. They're not as, the, the switch that they used to have, I don't think it, it, it's, you can flip it as often anymore. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they don't have a switch. And I'm not saying that they aren't one of the, one of, if not the best team in the league. I'm I'm going to pick them all day. Am I? But at this point, am I picking them because I truly think that they are the best team or am I picking them because I'm a Warriors fan?
2: Yeah, and I think a big part of it is if you, they can get everyone on the court together, I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. It's it's hard to really project this team in the playoffs because we really don't know what they're going to do when they're all together. So, I mean, if we can get everyone on the floor together for the last 12 games or so, and let's say they go 10-2 and two in that stretch, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I'll be more willing to be like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll take care of these guys in the playoffs, whether it's like, you know, Lakers in the first round or— you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but a Grizzlies in the second round. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think a big part of it is, yeah, we don't quite know what they're truly capable of. Like, the Warriors, as constructed right now, I mean, I, I certainly would, you know, if I would were to put money on them, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, let's, let's get everyone together first before we really start
1: saying, you know, oh, yeah, easy gentleman sweep. Well, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing. If you're looking at it on the other side, on the optimistic side, the Warriors, the, the whole team has not played together once. That, that's the optimist. If, if we're counting – well, we're not counting the Draymond seven seconds, and we're obvi- obviously James Wiseman hasn't played. So that's the optimistic side of this. We haven't seen the Warriors literally at full strength. But I'm still – but I'm still saying – I'm still saying – even with everybody I don't think this is going to be a let let let's roll we got the 510 chiming in on the text line 888-957-9570 yes we are a bit delusional 16 and 1 ain't happening again that's all I'm saying i i'm going to pick the warriors and of course i would pick the warriors but this idea that it's 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 this core and we're just going to go in and everybody's going to roll that's not i just don't see that happening the teams that i just named off there are no there are no easy outs there are no teams that quote unquote shouldn't be there and look for a long time everybody talked about how strong the western conference was and and i never thought that they were overdoing it but i did think okay the western conference is strong but it's a bit top heavy in my opinion i just think the worst teams in the Western conference were still way better than the worst teams in the Eastern conference. Like I always say, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily good teams. Like I always say it just because I'm taller than a bunch of first graders, that doesn't mean I'm actually tall. Right? So we got the six five Oh coming in here as well. Uh, you know, if, if, if Steph can get as open as he did in the all-star game, we are good. LOL. So that's a seven Oh seven, by the way, of course, of course, I mean, you could, if Steph does that, now I think the defense is going to be a little different. I do think that's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, some of the looks he was getting in the All-Star game weren't all that different
2: than the looks he's getting in games. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're going to have a little bit more closeout, but I mean, some of those open looks he had, it was like, oh, yeah, he's had those in games, and- Whereas, you know, in the actual games, those shots weren't falling. They were in the all-star break. So that kind of got me thinking, you know, hmm, maybe he did find a shot a little bit more uh, during the all-star game.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing about that's the whole thing about the Warriors so far. I, like I said, I was at the Nuggets game and every game you really watch with with the Warriors, they're open looks. There are a ton of open looks and they just haven't been hitting them. They haven't been hitting them. I mean, clay gets looks. Everybody everybody has been able to get looks, and they just haven't been knocking them down like they typically do. We got the 5-1-0 here. Not sure if windows extend beyond a given season. If so, they open and close fast. The league is very fluid right now. Dubs have a real opportunity this year, but I could also see them being a 500-team next season. 5-1-0, I was with you till the very end. 500-team next season. Uh, Draymond's not retiring this season, at least as far as I know. Uh, We can talk about that too. If the Warriors do win, would Draymond just say, "You know what? I'm out." Like I I mean, it's not it's not crazy. It's not crazy to think about that. To to be completely honest with you, but I would hope that I would hope that Draymond doesn't doesn't retire. Obviously, but man, windows. the, The 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 main thing there in that statement. Windows close. Fast and the Warriors have had a, a a very long window. You you add KD to the mix. It would have been interesting to see if KD never comes. How how long would the Warriors uh, have had, or or if Clay doesn't get injured, what happens? But here we are now with some elite talent that has. Come into the league, you got the Suns, CP3, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. You got Ja and the Grizzlies, who are a matchup nightmare for the Warriors. They have proved to be a matchup nightmare. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's not just about getting to the finals. This is about winning that thing. And you know what I haven't talked about all show? The Eastern Conference. The Bucks, uh, To a lesser degree, the Heat. I don't know, the, the Nets, right? The Sixers. We haven't talked about any of those teams, and you go through this gauntlet of a Western conference. I would, go, I, would, I would go on to say all those years when everybody was saying the Western conference is so tough, I think this is when they should be saying that. I think this is when they should be saying that because when they were saying that in the past, the star power, as far as I think, wasn't what it is now. I mean, you have superstars on, on essentially all these teams. You could make the argument, I don't know if uh, Donovan Mitchell is necessarily a superstar yet. But you have one on the Suns, one on the Grizzlies, one on every team that the Warriors are going to have to face. And you know, when you were dealing with, sure, the Hardens of the world on the Rockets, that was a, that was a bit different. But this is, a, this is a new world. This is a new world that the Warriors are in, and they're older. That, 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 that's the facts. We all get older. That, that That's just a fact. So nobody is sitting here and saying that the Warriors aren't going to win the chip and we're not going to be having a parade wherever the parade would be in San Francisco. But I will say this. It will not be as easy as it has been in the past. And it wasn't necessarily easy in the past either even though you had KD. So it was, it was a, bit, a bit easier in that way. But I want to thank everybody for listening to me on this great Tuesday morning. It's been outstanding hearing from you on the text line. Thank you to Sam Lubman being behind the boards and, and doing his thing as he always does. This has been Alan Stiles filling in for Stephen Langford on the pregame show. We will talk to you soon. I will be on tomorrow. Ninety-five-seven. The Game. Take care.